We are live for another edition of our weekly Friday market update. Every Friday at 12 o'clock Pacific time, I go over live what has been going on with the Bay Area real estate market. What are local things happening when it comes to companies making their moves, when it comes to development happening. But at the same time, this is a live Q&A. So if you or anyone you know has any questions about the market and you want me to go over it in real time, feel free to tune into my social channels live on YouTube any of my social media channels, or if you're recording, feel free to leave in the comments below, and I'm happy to reach out and reply to your specific message. And of course, if you or anyone you know is looking to buy, sell, or invest in the Bay Area, you can reach out to me, and my contact details are below, 408-547-4590, and I'm happy to go over your situation and come up with a game plan. But let's get going with the news of the week. Google doubles down on the office, buying London site for $1 billion. Tech Giant says it's confident in the future of the physical workplace. Follow the money, guys. These big companies, I, I said it over and over again, and the data continues to be that way. And this is not just the Bay Area. So I want, I want people to be clear. When people are moving to Austin, people moving to Seattle, people moving to wherever they want to move to, that's great. Everybody has flexibility. Make, make, make no mistake, though. People are clearly moving back. Otherwise, why would prices be going up? Doesn't make any sense then, right? So fundamentally understand, like, what are these companies doing? Companies like Google, Amazon, Facebook, right? Microsoft, these companies, they are printing money and they are growing like crazy. What does that mean? It means they need to expand in all fronts, whether that is corporate real estate in the Bay Area, whether that's in London, whether that's in Austin, whether that's in Seattle, whether that's in New York, whether it's any major hub in the country, they will continue to double down there. Now, at the same time, they will have some options for remote work. So they are also recruiting people from that front. But this is not a zero-sum game. A lot of people are failing to understand that's the reality. These companies are doing phenomenally well. They're smashing all records, profit, revenue, growth. At the end of the day, this is a talent grab. And they understand that the local office in wherever market that they're trying to be in continues to be a major player. Otherwise, they would not be investing in spending all this amount of money into the office space. Like why buy a space for $1 billion? Why? Because they value it and it's very critical to their growth. And the office, scenario, office environment is still very, very crucial for them. This is not the first um, of the year. It, uh, this will keep going on over and over again. Um, there will be flexibility, but they will continue to keep buying office space. So be on the lookout. Lots of commercial space, especially in the Bay Area, continue to be gobbled up, and you will see it very quickly. So one of the big news uh, over the last, not last few weeks, but it got implemented this year, which is SB9. If you aren't familiar with it, SB9 is the ability for basically rezoning of a lot of properties. And what does that mean? It means the potential opportunity for a lot of single family homes to continue to be exponentially more expensive. Why? It's that potential opportunity. Now, that opportunity may not be realized on day one. It may take many, many years because there, at the end of the day, there's still a cost. There's still a time. There's still a money and labor shortage to be able to do a lot of these projects, but more so a willingness to do this. However, there will be a lot of developers that will be willing to do partnerships on these projects that may make sense for developers. So be on the lookout. If you're a single family homeowner, you're the value of your home. One, they don't build it anymore. Two, 
they it will certainly go up over time, right? Especially if people continue to be here and we continue to have this significant lack of housing, which is very real and very difficult to overcome. This is not just a policy change. There's so many structural issues altogether. So be, be aware of that. So if you own a single family place and you're buying a single family place, be ready because this will continue to get pushed up. And if you get priced out of it, you either move farther out or you buy like a townhome or a condo. But you're going to see a lot of these opportunities. And, 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 and let me know if you're a single family owner, you may be getting these mailers now. There may be investors wanting to buy your space. They may be wanting to share the profits of their space. This is a game that has been going on for a long time for a lot of uh, either commercial space or uh, spaces that they're able to merge a lot of units together and then subdivide it or build a lot of townhomes because of density, right? So there, this is not a new thing. This model is also not new either. Now, there's obviously risk on many ends because now if you're selling a percent to another investor, if it doesn't go well, like how do you even handle that? So make no mistake, there's always risk for doing these projects. So be very, very careful. Share with me if you ever even considering to do it with an investor. And I can give you my opinion of are they reputable? So be very careful because there's going to be a lot of fraud in this space as they do this on the downside. On the upside, your value of the home may be worth more because they can redo things, right? Whether it's build a duplex and now rent it out separately, whether it's building out multiple other units. There'll be more opportunities there, right? So this is a very interesting thing. We will continue to see this play out as the months goes on, as more and more people are familiar with it. But remember, you guys are the smart ones that actually know about SB9. And like many things, most people will not and never know about it and never understand it or be or care about it. Like give you an example. Look at opportunity zones. Raise your hand. How many of you guys know what an opportunity zone is? Most people probably do not. 99%, 99.99% does not know what an opportunity zone is. But that's been out for years, right? That's been out since Trump. So just because you guys know doesn't mean the what the, all the public knows. A majority will never know about this and what this actually means. And so that's why I go through these uh, videos to educate people about uh, SB9, about ADUs, about all these kind of opportunities. And of course, if you have any specific questions, feel free to let me know and I can give you my thoughts as to what is actually happening. Thank you so much for tuning in. Happy New Year to you as well, Wei Yu. Um, thank you for all of your support and thank you everyone for your support too. Is it a good investment to build an ADU in our backyard? Great question. The cost of the ADUs you may see actually has not dropped that much and it's not likely to drop. So ADUs, for those that are not familiar, are an accessory dwelling unit, a.k.a. in-law unit, a.k.a. granny unit. Now, uh, there are many ways to do it. You have option one, which is you go the traditional route, right? A contractor works with you, builds it up from the scratch, kind of brick uh, piece by piece, uh, frame by frame. I was about to say brick by brick. Uh, the other option is they, they go through uh, uh, prefabs which are might be some manufacturer outside of the area, and then they kind of card it and ship it in. The cost uh, of that isn't as cheap as you may think. It'll be potentially a little bit cheaper, but they still have their own issues and constraints of labor, of bringing it over and carting it over and working with the local city. Um, so you want to be aware of the risk there. I would say it depends on what your goals are. 
I think fundamentally from a cash flow perspective, if you're able to rent it out and you're wanting to rent it out, I think it's a very, it's a, it's really a no brainer because think about this. You can build a 500 square foot in-law unit for probably about $200,000, let's say 400 per square feet. And you can probably rent that out depending on where you live. The more expensive areas that the price per square foot is higher and the rent is higher, the better it is. You can probably rent that for 2000 a month, right? Something like that. Let's just say that's an estimate, right? In a lot of places. If you do that math, where in the country can you get that kind of return? $2,000 a month of rent for a $200,000 spot. It's very difficult for you to find any place in the country for those kind of numbers, right? And keep in mind, your value of a home goes up, your rent generally goes up, right? So this is all day one. This is like right now, as in what the numbers are. And most places do not have this growth of rent and home value. So generally, number one, it, it makes sense for that perspective. Now, if you're just doing it from a pure value add perspective, then that depends. The expansion of an ADE right now is not the same as the expansion of a house right? The, the cost of due is kind of the same. It may actually be a little bit more expensive for an ADU because you have to add another kitchen. Uh, you would have to add another kitchen. And so there's more uh, costs associated with it. But at the same time, um, it will still go up in value, right? So it's worth it for the most parts. You want to be very careful. Are you buy, Are you making, it's no different than if you're like adding an, uh, you know, adding a place, adding rooms or adding square feet to your house. Does your neighborhood support that? The reality is this, from a cash flow and, and that kind of figure of renting, then many times it makes sense because you're, it's hard to get any better value anywhere in the country. The, the caveat though, is if you're just doing it for pure value, not all areas are worth doing though, right? So like the example, if you have, if you're now the biggest and nicest house on the block, your neighborhood is only worth a certain range. And as the market goes up, it'll, get, it'll go higher. But it's a certain band, right? The question is now if you add that and your total square foot is now Y, how is that a big house in that area? Will people actually value that? Or they would just say, you know what? If I'm going to spend this kind of money, I'll just move in a neighboring city or neighboring neighborhood, right? So there's, there's different things that you want to talk about. We can, I can look into the value of your area and I can give you a very quick answer from there because the cost of building is the same roughly, right? I mean, if you're building in Palo Alto for the same kind of material and you're building in San Jose, it's not that drastically different. Your rent is a whole lot more. Obviously your land is a whole lot more, but the cost is not that far apart. Um, but obviously in Palo Alto, you can do whatever you want and there's always going to be a buyer's because of how valuable it is. So in Palo Alto, it makes you do it, you can do it all day. But if you're in different parts of San Jose, it may not make sense to do. So it really depends on how big is your house, uh, what is that neighborhood, and that will ultimately factor in. Does it make sense uh, on the value appreciation side to put in that capital, or just use that money and buy, you know, buy another house, right? Buy an investment property, things like that. So hopefully that helps uh, answers that question. Let's talk about next. As I mentioned previously, Amazon subsidiary snaps up more Bay Area land in all cash deal. Who's buying this? Amazon Data Services. Um, so as you can see, they're continuing to gobble up data center space all throughout the Bay Area. Um, they also signed a 10-year lease in November for a warehouse. 
in the Coliseum Way in Oakland to strengthen its delivery services. It was desirable property due to the proximity to public transit and freeways. News Cures after spent $200 million for a potential warehouse site in Potrero Hill neighborhood. This is going to keep going on, right? They're going to keep gobbling up space. They're going to use it differently. Sometimes it could be for data centers. Sometimes it could be just be for warehouses for delivery, given, you know, they, they have so much, uh, that business continues to grow so quickly. I mean, do the math, right? If a company like Amazon is growing at X percent, let's say it's 10%, 15%, 20% a year in that specific business, they got to keep up with that load. And especially they want to keep shorting it at the time. You see some supply constraints already. So if they're going to do that, they're going to keep gobbling up more and more space, right? So those are huge opportunities for them to keep gobbling up all this land. And it, this is nothing for them. A couple hundred million, this is nothing. This is this is a rounding error. Look at their books. This is a rounding error. This is immaterial to them. Be mindful of that, right? So it's um, be mindful of that. Uh, but this is going to keep happening. They're going to keep gobbling up more space, especially in the Bay Area. Next, Choice Sunnyvale Properties, new Google campuses, land local buyer, developer grabs older buildings on Sunnyvale site that could be redeveloped. Once again, over and over again. And look at this. This is actually um, 237 Moffitt. This is actually right across from Moffitt. So Moffitt has a massive development, right? Massive Google Cloud campus here. You have like kind of Microsoft out there. Facebook announced, I think, a $500 million, um, I don't think it's 500,000 square feet of rent uh, now also in Moffitt. And there's no more, there's still space actually. So they're gonna keep doing that. But if a developer can get someplace next to it and redevelop this as an office space, you bet one of these players will then merge and easily take into that. Continues to happen as you can see, money keeps pouring in. Bay Area, super favorable for these developers in for prime corporate real estate space. Another one. Real estate, medical office building in Los Gatos draws big-time buyer. Deal shows ongoing interest, Silicon Valley real estate. As you keep having so many people in the Bay Area, which you continue to see growth, at the end of the day, a lot of these hospitals and all these medical foundations will also need to continue to gobble up space. We don't see these as much because they're not the big brands of like the big tech companies spending hundreds of millions, billions of dollars at a time. But this is still happening, right? 40,000 square feet, still $26 million deal. Um, there's only so many of these spaces, right? And that's the thing with the Bay Area. There's still so many people that want to be here. There's still so many people that make a lot of money, that have a great opportunity to even earn future a lots of money. And uh, for that reason, there's only, at the same time, there's only so much land. And there's they can only build so high, right? You're not going to be able to make this into a skyscraper. And so for that reason, these will continue to be very valuable because there's only so many pieces and the use cases does change from time to time. So that's also a way to add value for a lot of these properties. Next, again, I mean, this is, keep in mind, all of these reports are within the last week. I'm not pulling stuff from like months ago. So all of this stuff is within the last week. Another again, billion dollar shopping spree, big Palo Alto tech hub lands, veteran buyer, real estate firm widens, buying binge for Palo Alto office properties. The thing with Palo Alto, right? And why will this keep happening? And why will there always be a market for this? If you think about it from an investor perspective, an investor has several different options and several different bets they can make depending on the kind of capital that they have. As we all know, there's no shortage of capital. There, you can see there's six to 7% inflation right now. So there is no 
issue with money. Money is everywhere, but there's very little opportunity to spend that money, especially in prime locations, grade A real estate, right? Because those are the people that might be at, um, they could be a family office. It could be endowments. They, they want to minimize their risk, but they still want to get yields. And one of those very safe ways to get yields is to be buying grade A commercial real estate. And in this case, Palo Alto is still as best that you can get in all of the Bay Area, quite frankly. One, there's not much of it, right? That's to be, be mindful. There's not much of it. Number two, if anyone had the ability to be there, any company would want to be there. Right? Those companies are still leasing the space and still paying pretty top dollar for it. And so there's always a high demand, right? I mean, if any of these players leave, right now I think it's Tipco. I know VMware has been there for a long time. Um, if they, And I think even uh, Uber is now there. So the reality is if any of these tenants ever want to leave, then these, these companies will be like, thank goodness, let's get in there. There's so many people that want to get in there right now. It's just they have a long lease. And um, they're obviously paying and value the top dollar for that place. So something just to be mindful of, uh, that this will keep going on. And you're going to see these mega deals continue to happen if they are willing to sell it. That's the, that's the question. Will they be willing to sell? And that's a different matter altogether. Next, uh, for those that are local, Westfield Valley Fair Mall, some kind of local news. Inside of the preps parking fees reports big sales surge. Westfield is incredible, right? One of the nicest malls here in, in the Bay Area. Continue to expand. Lots of new dining places. Lots of new um, lots of new goals for how they want to redevelop their space. They have that icon theater now. And quite frankly, it's been a disaster to try to find parking in Valley Fair. How many people went to Valley Fair in the last few weeks? Especially during Christmas time. Maybe even now when you're trying to return your stuff, return your gifts. Um, it is crazy. Right. There is so many people there. Now, some people have been taking advantage of it, though. Right. As in, like, they've been parking there and going somewhere else. So now they're going to be doing this kind of pay to park for if you're being there for over X amount of time. So it'll be interesting to see. Right. Because you have Valley Fair, which is kind of limited in terms of parking relative to what they have. And then you have right across the street, Santana Row, which has several different parking structures. And I think those will also be charging fairly soon. So be mindful of that. Maybe though, it will help control a little bit of traffic. You can see first two hours are free. Everybody's going to be speed rushing as they go shop. You know, they're, they're going to shop a little bit faster. It's not like crazy expensive. And quite frankly, most places like let's say you go shop in SF, you'll be paying a whole lot more than this in terms of the time that you're taking. So be mindful of that as you have your plans to go to Valley Fair to eat. Uh, I think there'll be some validation but um, as you go to shop, you will be you will be seeing um, this change from a from a price perspective. All right, cool. Let's wrap up with what is actually going on with the market and what is going to be happening as the weeks and the months goes on. Um, unfortunately, this week I made three or four offers. All of them did not win. All of them sold above what is expected. I'm going to tell you right now, factor that in as we speak, the market is clearly rising. Be ready to pay a premium. Be ready for an appraisal risk. The market is going to be intense. It does not mean you have no chance. It just means you need to set the right expectations. 
and understand this is the new reality that we are in. This is going to be happening for at least a couple of months at the very least. So be ready for the appraisal risk. It doesn't mean give up. It just means this is what it is. Now, at the same time, February and March and April will probably be even higher. So it's arguably a better time if you want to buy now, but understand the risk and understand what you're going to have to do. Um, just be very mindful of that as you as you look. I'm going to tell you that up front. I've seen it already. I've seen the gaps. Um, I've seen what others have sold for being very data-driven with approach. We are on the rise, and it's going to be a very... Very interesting uh, first first three months. Let's say that. So let's take a look though. San Mateo County, 135 new listings, 155 continued pending. Prices you can see we're midway through January and they have already picked up tremendously since December. Already matched what it was in November. You can see the data yourself. Single family homes. San Mateo County has already quickly recovered. And we should see, my guess is this will probably break that. So be on the mindful of that. Now, the competition, though, the benefit is it's not all homes. It's mostly for single family. Condos and town, as you can see, hasn't been that competitive, quite frankly. Prices have been relatively expected. So the competition is still geared towards single family. If you look on the townhome side, it's a lot more predictable. Look at Santa Clara County. Uh, 348 new listings. So lots of homes this week. Holy cow. If you can't find any home this week, I don't know what to say, right? I mean, this is this is equivalent to like the last three, almost three weeks, uh, not three weeks, almost two and a half weeks combined. This is much higher than it was in the, than previous previous times. So a lot of new listings, but take a look at the prices as well. Continues to increase. January figures are now probably higher than it was in getting close to what it was in June, which was the last peak. But you can see the steady increase. I see that as well. It will be happening. It's very very clear. Condos and townhomes, though have actually seen a little bit of a drop. I don't think this is entirely correct. I My guess is at the end of this um, month, this should kind of balance out as there's more condos and, and townhomes that, that actually goes for sale and then actually transacts. I think it'll be somewhat balanced to what it was previously, but be on the lookout for that. Take a look at Alameda County. Even Alameda County, 314 new listings. It has also picked up. Um, it has also picked up from the December lows. You can see November was a very strong month. So I would compare the data as to putting a premium over December, maybe a little bit less than what it was November, but be mindful of that search. Calls and townhomes have been pretty predictable, uh, been relatively flat. So that kind of gives you an idea of what's been going on with the marketplace. Um, I see for myself, um, I'm personally looking for a new primary as we speak. So I know exactly what's happening. I track this and I, I'm monitoring myself. Uh, I still think it's absolutely a great time to still buy. Interest rates are rising, though. So be mindful of that. This is not a zero-sum game. This is not just because interest rates rise, prices will drop. Interest rates rise, the market demand is still high. So it just means you'll be paying more, not just for your loan, but also for the home itself. So be mindful of that as you want to be, quote-unquote, patient. Um, and so just be really prepared for that as you go through the search. Very doable, but it's all about having the right expectations. And as you may have seen, inflation is at 7%. Rent continues to increase. So it's still a really good time to buy. That's why I'm doing it myself. Um, we're going to look back and laugh at how low rates are and how low your payments are. Um, but um, as you can see, uh, it is clearly on the move. Of course, if you or anyone you know has any questions about the Bay Area real estate to buy, sell, or invest, reach out to me. I'd love to help you every step of the way. 
We will come up with a game plan and a, an approach as to how to how to best find your place. You can also text me anytime, 408-547-4590. Reach out anytime. Love to help. Have a good weekend. I'll see you in the next one. Bye now.